Have you ever wondered what the different jobs are that are involved in creating a CGI film? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, the CG Bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, can you describe the different jobs that relate to creating a CGI film on the CG Bros CGI Insider Podcast? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast of the CG Insider. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, what kind of jobs are available in creating CGI for movies and film and some other things as well? I'm Bill Johnston, one of the CG bros. And, and I'm Sean Johnston, uh, the other brother. And by the end of the podcast, not only will you have a thorough understanding of what jobs are available in computer animation, but you'll learn about what those jobs consist of. And hopefully you'll gain some insights that can help you decide if you're uh, ready for a career in CG animation or if it's you know now or in the future. Uh, before we get going, though, Sean, I was thinking we'd talk a little bit about the difference between CGI and the term computer animation. Okay. Um, the the more general term CGI or computer generated imagery is is the overall term, overarching term, and it encompasses both the creation of static scenes and images, while com the term computer animation really refers to the creation of moving images or movies. Um. You know, and as the demand for sophisticated entertainment grows, so does the need for talented and skilled computer animation artists. And I'd say with the uh, the lockdown happening and uh, everybody staying at home, there's probably even more opportunities and more demand for computer animators because everybody's staying at home, you know, watching Netflix and and these other uh, pay pay services to get their entertainment. And so the the need for content is really really huge. Oh yeah, definitely, especially. In the video game industry, um, at least from a personal, my personal experience, and the people that I am in my inner circle of, of artists um, have actually, it's opened up um, a lot more opportunities um, around the globe, um, actually more, more or less I know about in, in the United States, but yeah, definitely global uh, as well, um, where you have the opportunity of being in your own home and, and working on um, really exciting new projects um, in, in the video game industry. Um, so it's, it's opening a lot of that opportunity where, you know, versus having to move uh, to get a job, you can be at your own house and, um, and, and do your work, uh, you know, virtually. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, yeah, and uh, especially with the number of devices that people are using for entertainment these days, um, it's, it's, it's really one of the more lucrative career paths that you could be choosing or at least thinking about right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need an animate. I mean, an animation degree or go to school for computer animation. Uh, at least you used to, used to not be able to. Both both you and I started without really taking uh, you know formal schooling to to learn it. That was back in the early days, though. Oh yeah, that was when we um, basically uh, were dating ourselves, of course, because there were no um, you know schools specifically geared towards. Uh, animation uh, in the computer. So it was like uh, I had to uh, learn it from books. And, uh, you know, at that point, the internet wasn't even available. <laughs> so it was, it was uh, DVDs and things like that, where people were working on the, the software that uh, allows us to create uh, 3D animations and models and things like that. We basically had to uh, end up Xeroxing or photocopying uh, manuals to be able to learn how to uh, actually do it step by step. So it was really, uh, it's, compared to today, it's 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 a ridiculously easy th thing to get into today with so much reference out there. 
Yeah, that, that brings to mind the learning curve that, that we started with, which was extremely steep. And to your point, yeah, these days you've got a lot of resources that you can draw on to really learn how to do 3D animation. Um, yeah, I, mean, I know we, we talked about animation in, in forms of, of 2D uh, you know, there's it, you can split it up into different uh, animation. Uh, you know, using the, the computer um, CGI um, stuff would be basically the 2D uh, animation and then 3D animation. So, did you want to talk about a little bit about the difference between those two? Or yeah, let's go ahead and, and do that. Um, why don't you start off on on what it, what is 2D animation? Well, I mean, 2D animation is strictly at least in the com- in computer animation now is is uh, it's uh, and I'll speak specifically to video games. So you can take t- take on the uh, the other terms if you want to the other um, uh, jobs available in 2D for game development. It's just basically uh, 2D games. Um, you would see like uh, uh, use flat graphics uh, called sprites, and they and they don't have any three dimensional geometry to speak of. Um, and they're usually drawn on the screen as flat images. So um, the orthographic camera has no perspective. Um, so that's kind of in the, in the 2D realm. There's so many different uh, jobs you can get. You can do um, UI design, um, basically user interface design, icons, um, you know, supporting uh, animation for uh, web design, uh, you know, web graphics support. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot you can go into with 2D skills um, if you have those. Um, but you know, re- remember any any two D animation skills, which is uh, it's it's a it's a highly it's highly uh, trained. It's it's a position that takes a lot of time to develop over time, and so there are a lot of principles involved with animation that uh, many people may not know. But um, there's basically twelve principles of animation, and those were developed by Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson, uh, just two of the nine old men at Disney Animation, um, over the uh, years and years and years. And basically, as part of their part of their work, um, they developed those nine principles in order to train other people. And so they actually came out with a book that discusses these things called uh, Disney's Animation Illusion of Life. So those are those are really a highly recommended book if you want to get into any two D animation as well as three D animation. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you know, books and and you know whatever training materials you can get hold of are probably very helpful. I, I think uh, a lot of companies these days um, are actually, especially if you're doing 3D computer animation, they're looking for, you know, for one, the skills. If you've got the skills and you can do the work, that that's the main thing. But to your your point about, you know, the, the, the time curve and uh, the, or the learning curve rather and how much time it takes, um, I, I think that would be really helpful to, to maybe go to a college uh, and get some, or at least take some uh, classes in, com- in computer art or digital art um, and a lot of companies these days do actually, um, you know, before they'll even look at you, uh, are hoping that you've got a bachelor's degree in some kind of art. Yeah. I mean, there, there's that, um, there's also, you know, so much resource out there. Um, you know, those principles that you need for 2d animation, in my opinion, you definitely need to have drawing skills for that. Um, because you're, you're basically, um, drawing in the computer, um, versus 3D, where 3D animation, where you don't necessarily need to know how to draw, um, because you're basically you're 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 posing a 3D model 
within the computer to to create key key poses for that character, um, and then the computer is drawing the in betweens um, and kind of helps out in the three D realm. Two D, you basically have to have those those drawing skills. You know, obviously your patience, attention, attention to detail, um, and then of of course you'd have to know um, several different uh, software products, uh, at least uh, Adobe Photoshop or uh, Sketchbook Pro. Yeah, I'd say that a majority of the jobs, at least in the in movies and, and even in gaming, uh, are in the three D animation arena. Uh, there's a lot of two D work that goes into, you know, the pre- pre- preparation for three D work, um, especially in pre production, uh, especially you know, uh, just to develop the look, uh, which is a job that's uh, called look development artist, which uh, is basically an artist that develops and creates that art that gives, you know, emotion and feeling to a model or character or to a, a scene or, or something. Um, as well as uh, uh, concept artists that are basically the designers who visualize and create art for the, for the creatures and vehicles, environments, and, and other creative assets. And these are, these are all part of uh, pre-production, right? I mean, it would be a pre-production type team to, to put together these, these people, right? Exactly. Uh, with yeah, concept art is used by th- the 3D artists to actually do the modeling and and animate and and it's something the VFX teams use uh, so that they can understand the ideas uh, that they're supposed to produce. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, one of the other areas uh, that we haven't covered yet is, is storyboarding. Um, there is a job for called story storyboarding artists, um, and you you want to. Describe maybe a little bit what storyboarding is. Um, storyboarding, um, in in my experience, is basically just a, a set of of, of um, images that kind of uh, stage um, what the actual is, is. As far as if you're doing an animation, um, is each scene is going to be put into an actual drawing um, that's not moving. Um, it's it's basically static images of each scene that kind of gives you a an understanding of 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 what's happening in the actual film itself um, versus a, a, similar an anim- to a com- probably Go ahead. probably similar to a comic book yeah very similar to that yeah versus an animatic which is basically taking those images and stills uh, drawn and and putting them into uh, you know basically running a music track to it and for timing purposes and kind of getting you a, a feel of how the whole piece is supposed to work and, and, you know? Yeah. Well, I think they, in addition to the, the soundtrack, they add, uh, uh, you know, spoken lines, you know, they put in the, the, the characters talking. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that those storyboards are, are hung on walls. So everyone on the team can, you know, basically review and, and revise them, revise them as needed. We'll be back in a moment, but first a question. Do you run a small business online, but find that it lacks online presence? Are you truly engaged with your customer base and prospects? You might want to check out AlphaWave Systems. They build responsive and eye-popping websites and get first-page Google ranking results. They can energize your digital channels to grow your customer base and revenue. So, whether it's a new website, increased social media presence, customer relations management, or analytics, you can grow your business in the cloud and experience rapid and tangible results. Go to alphawave.io to learn how. Yeah, some of the uh, other 2D applications uh, that support the 3D uh, animators are uh, 
you know, map painters. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, basically, I mean, it's it's uh, map painters, and at least in the, you know, I won't speak to what what they used to be, but the currently, they're basically painting photorealistic um, representations of landscape landscapes or interiors and exteriors uh, environments, and so you basically or sets, um, basically distant locations that allow you know filmmakers to create the illusion of an environment that uh, is not present at the location um, that they're filming at. Um, it's because mm. it's expensive, um, you know, to go to those different locations. So a lot of times they'll just paint a, um, you know, buildings or ground, uh, you know, that extension, uh, you know, basically extends out past your normal um, studio. And so they'll use a green screen and, and then you'll go ahead and composite the, the backgrounds in later uh, into that shot. So it sounds like it's mostly for creating for creating backgrounds. Um, yeah, traditionally that's what it's been used for. Yeah, for sure. Or, or backdrops, they call them sometimes backdrops. Yeah, but the uh, uh, an interesting thing is now uh, with this new technology in the last last couple of years, um, ILM has developed, uh, I believe, with a, a few other companies that are they're trying this as well as they're doing um, video, basically LED video walls as the the backdrop as opposed to using um, green screen to uh, later composite. So which. By doing that, I don't know if uh, if I told you, Bill, is uh, the the Mandalorian series actually is is on Disney Plus, is is basically the first TV series or film to use it, using um, Epic Games uh, real time engine technology and then ILM's LED video wall tech to create the uh, the digital environment sets in complete 3D. And so it's, it's pretty impressive. I've seen some of that, Sean, and I, I I really am encouraged by that technology because you know green screen looks like. You know, and if it's done incorrectly, it really looks bad. Yeah, there's a lot of bleed over on 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 uh, you know the actors, and then you have to color match that and fix it. And when you're when you're posting in the the compositing uh, backgrounds, uh, for example, like the Avengers, I saw a recent uh, you know behind the scenes where they showed them all in a, in a green screen and running or running around. Versus in the Mandalorian, you can actually get accurate light uh, around all the actors. Um, without going to post to adjust the color and, uh, you know, composite the background in. That probably saves a lot of time in the grading uh, part oh, of yeah, filmmaking. Oh, yeah, the iteration time is, is really, uh, really fast. I know it's expensive, but um, I, I think eventually over time it's going to get cheaper and cheaper. Well, I agree, and I, with, especially with the increase uh, in speed in processing technology and quantum computers uh, coming out and even just more sophisticated tools for making 3D animation. For sure, for sure. One area we haven't really uh, covered that is actually transcends or, or combines 2D and 3D together is the area of motion graphics. Um, there's jobs available for motion graphic artists that create animated graphic design, focusing um, their skills on, on animating uh, and the movement of graphic design elements uh, to create animation. Yeah, I mean, basically motion graphs are basically essentially an animated graphic uh, design using text and images and that's kind of what uh, and there's so much you can do with that today um, t- you know training programs um, you know advertising companies just to get an Im- basically an idea across using images because uh, so many people are on their phones and everything's so uh, graphic oriented uh, you know digitally um, that the P- it's just a, it's a no-brainer it's such a it's such a great it's amazing actually uh, the 2d uh, there's 2d versions and there's 3d content mm-hmm. of, of motion graphics. So it's, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it's used a lot to make title sequences for movies and and specifically for use in, in say, HUD, uh, HUD designs for, say, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Pretty impressive uh, work on some of that. So let's let's go ahead and talk about some of the jobs that are actually in the realm of 3D. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, maybe uh, layout. Uh, we've talked about you know creating animatics, but those those were in the 2D realm. There's actually 3D versions of those too. Um, there's uh, you know it's, it's basically the same concept as in 2D, except you're just using the 3D elements that are that you place and arrange in a scene so that you know, you can see what the camera sees. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, the, the other thing is, uh, yes. And, and, and adef- additionally, you know, you've got, um, in 3d realm, there's also modeling, uh, jobs where you're going to be doing, um, 3d modeling. So you, you're basically creating models, uh, before they're animated or VFX can be applied to them. So there's basically two types um, of individuals who specialize in, in 3D modeling, and that's uh, organic 3D modelers and hard surface modelers. And um, the organic 3D modelers are um, basically they model characters, plants, um, animals, outdoor environments, um, and the like. And then there's also the hard surface modelers um, that... Uh, model things like spaceships and buildings and weapons and vehicles and those things. So 3D modeling is kind of like using digital clay to create your models. Yes. Yeah. And they would use some software like ZBrush or just using Maya, you know, straight out of the box, just starting to work on modeling there as well. They have a lot of tools available for that. So there's different kinds of modeling. There's modeling of characters. There's modeling of environments. And like you said, hard surfaces uh, like uh, ch- you know, buildings and bridges and things like that. Um, are, are there any other types of uh, modeling that, that you know about? I think that's pretty much it for me. I'm sure there, I'm sure I'm not remembering, but uh, I bet that there's probably some other, you know, as far as uh, modeling goes, I know I think that's pretty much covers most everything. Oh, we, we haven't talked about props, yeah, um, like weapons and uh, things that the characters use in their, you know, in their scene. Yeah, yeah, that definitely those things. Uh, and then, of course, inside um, the the props inside of a, of, a, of a building, you know, the chairs and tables and knick-knack things that you would uh, normally see. And 3D modelers also inv- model environments. Um, they're called environmental modelers, oddly enough. Uh, where they create, uh, they basically put all those things together and create the world that the characters and the props live in. Yeah, and a lot of that now with uh, using Unreal, um, using uh, you know the new technology of real-time graphics, is they're actually sculpting a lot of that stuff, at least the environments are concerned, um, in the actual computer itself. So it's uh, they have uh, tools that allow you to do that and place trees and place ground and water and all these different things to get the real-time um um, modeling going. It's really, really amazing. You know, one thing I really like about uh, 3d animation, 3d, uh, in general is that it uses, you know, it's kind of technical and it uses, uh, both sides of your brain. So it's, 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 it's for me, it's half technical and it's the other half is really creative and it, I, I find it to be highly rewarding in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about, um, texturing a little bit. Uh, what, what is texturing artist and, and what do they do? Well, it's basically 
it, texturing is, is is applying a surface to the 3D models that that are actually have no texture in the 3D uh, computer in the computer, and it's it's allows you to, to color you know basically color it and add uh, detail to it um, surfaces like um, you know anything that oh, for, from a creature standpoint you know you'd be actually texturing the the skin of let's say a reptile onto something. Uh, some type of creature like a dinosaur or something. Those that's the surface detail you're seeing is texturing, and basically wraps or wraps the image. This could be done uh, by painting image maps to wrap around, or you can actually there's procedural uh, texturing that does that as well. So basically wraps around the the object or character or you know dinosaur or a creature. And these textures are used uh, by shader artists um, to create, you know, to to make make the character a little more believable so if you instead of wrapping just wrapping the image around the character the 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 textures are used within the shader to um create complex materials that describe how the light and the uh, affects the surface of the model right right so you'll have your diffuse color you'll have your normal maps which basically allow it to be bumped um have a you know kind of a pushed up texture um and then also, you know, you have your specularity, you've got um, reflection. Um, uh, I'm, I know I'm missing a ton, ton of them because I haven't done well, texturing in a while. So. Yeah, there's there, well, some that I'm familiar with in, in the effects realm is, is uh, self-illumination and iridescence and, and mm. isotropics. Kind of like the, you know, how when you look at a CD, the, the light breaks up along the surface of the CD. Yes. Uh, yeah. Those shaders describe how the light reacts to the surface of that model. All right. Well, there's uh, other jobs that are, are available, um, and put, probably people are waiting to hear us talk about a little bit about animation, which I know is your specialty. Yep, definitely. Um, rigging. Rigging uh, is another job. Um, basically, in its simplest form, what what is rigging? Rigging is basically 3D rigging is a process of creating a skeleton uh, for a 3D model so it can move. Um, most commonly, the characters are rigged before they're animated because if the character doesn't have a rig... You, it can't be deformed and move around in the 3D space. So, so you can't really animate it until you rig the, rig, have it rigged. Correct. Yeah, they're basically just like puppets um, that define the movements of a character or creature. And, you know, such as how a big cat runs or a person's face moves and mouth moves when they sing or how someone raises an, their eyebrows. Um, those are the things that you would have to actually manually place bones into or a skeletal um internal skeleton so you can actually animate those and some are some are hooked and rigged um so they move when you move other bones so it's uh, they have like something called inverse kinematics which is basically the end of the chain of of bones which allows you to move the entire character as opposed to forward kinematics where you're 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 animating every single bone independently so, so it's almost as if you grab someone's hand and you pull it. It pulls the forearm, which then pulls the, the upper arm, which then pulls the shoulder and then pulls the neck. Yes. Yep. Exactly right. Well, so it sounds like uh, once you get the character rigged up, um, you know, that, that's when the magic really starts uh, with, with animation. Yeah, you, ha- you have to have that. And then after that, it's, it goes to the animator. And so that's kind of... What you do and in the skill set for animating um, in 3D is the same skills you would need for 2D animation. It's the same. So um, it's, you, you got to have a pretty good feel for timing and movement and uh, anticipation, things like that. Yeah, those, those same those same 12 um, apply to this as well. And um, 
You know, you're, you're basically posing the in 3D. You're, you're instead of drawing in, t- in 2D every single cell, um, you know, you're drawing each individual cell. The, the actual computer using 3D is actually drawing the in-betweens for you and you're doing posing. So you're basically posing the 3D computer character uh, like a puppet, like almost the same way as stop motion's created. So you're doing your pose, you take a picture, um, and then you move it to another pose, you take a picture, but now the computer is actually smoothly transitioning between each one of those key poses. So you, so as long as you understand the 12 principles of animation, your, your animations are going to be excellent regardless of um, e- even whether or not you know how to draw. Because I know you mentioned that earlier. A lot of people are saying, hey, do I, do I need to know how to draw in order to do uh, 3D animation? Well, you really don't. Um, so... Um, I, in my own personal experience, uh, there's a guy that, uh, or a couple of people I know that, uh, didn't have great drawing skills. Um, in fact, one of the, the people I knew, um, he didn't, uh, I looked at, I thought he was joking when he was actually drawing. Um, we did a little, a drawing, um, a circle of guys and we were just doing some concepts and I, I thought he was joking when he drew it and it looked like, um, like a five-year-old had done it, but, uh, his animations are Unbelievable! He's like one of the best animators I've ever seen. So you don't even need to know how to draw, really. No, I, I think it does take a lot of uh, motion study and understanding and, and and observation of the subtleties of creating a believable character performance, uh, especially when it comes to the face. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of All reference right. you'll need for that. That's really that's really interesting. Um, I know one area we haven't really covered yet is uh, effects animation or the creation of visual effects. Um, a lot hey, of people don't think of that your, as animation. That's your wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, when it comes to visual effects, you know, everybody thinks that it's a you know mind blowing crashes and fancy explosions. And while it is that, um, VFX artists create actually what they create is actually covers a wide range of different types of, of things like. Uh, physics-based effects like uh, hair and fur and the creation of water, um, fire, clothing, and cloth uh, simulation. Um, and, uh, you know, they do this by using techniques such as uh, part- using particle systems uh, to create various effects. Um, they use it to do swarming bees and flocks of birds and, and crowds, you know, crowd simulation. Um they also use uh, what are called rigid body simulations to create basic collisions and shattering and movement of objects that are not really flexible like buildings. Um, and it's probably one of the most interesting uh, parts of 3D animation out there. Um, I love creating VFX and especially doing fluid simulations to create things like uh, fluid, you know, things that require fluid physics. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, you, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say... Um, you know, which are basically used to create water-like effects, but also smoke and fire, or any substance really that requires uh, fluid-based physics and motion, uh, from mi- maybe milk to toothpaste. Yeah, and then there's also the simulation of, um, you know, that you definitely, the crowd simulations like from Lord of the Rings or World War Z, the zombies, those are all um, simulated, right? I mean, they're using physics and... Yep, yep, Absolutely. And of course, um, the hare and fur, like in Jungle Book, and you know, the Lion King and King Kong. Yeah, and those uh, even in those animals uh, that you're, that we're seeing, um, or it doesn't have to be animals, just characters in general. Uh, VF artists also use a soft body simulation um, in order to um, you know make believable uh, muscle and fat and skin animation. 
yeah, it's really important, um, especially when you want realism to have that uh, those physics-based uh, soft bodies working correctly on on animals and, and people. Well, some of the um, jobs we haven't re- mentioned yet um, have to do with after all the animation is done and the the effects are are in the works. Um, that's where really lighting artists come in. Uh, you can have a job as lighting artists, and they basically do the same thing as traditional photographers or film crew. Is they set up the scene lights and uh, to really make the shot uh, have the correct mood. Yeah, you kind of have to understand, you know, you know, when you're doing lighting, um, it's just basically importance that light plays in in the storytelling of your of your film, short exactly. film, whatever. So it, it it's a huge impact on your. It's it's very uh, visually it's it's very very important to know those things. And lighting artists uh, work hand in hand with rendering artists, and uh, rendering artists are basically responsible for converting the three D scenes and animation into the two G images that we see on the screen. As and then uh, once once the rendering is done, um, it moves over to post production to the post production artists, and the the main jobs in post production are compositing and editing, really. Um, Compositing artists combine all those visual elements from the different sources and um, basically uh, enhance the quality and and bring it all together into the finished piece we see. Yeah, the the compositing, um, I don't have a lot of experience doing that, but, um, you know, from what I've seen, um, the... You know, there's some there's can be hundreds and hundreds of actual composited layers that uh, that uh, I've seen in, on some of uh, some examples of some films. I mean, 20, 30, 40. I know you had mentioned at one point um, when you're doing um, cinematic stuff, there was a there's how many layers was like the, the most you've ever um, seen, at least in your your working. Oh, well, that's that's hard to say because there's uh, there's pre comps and there's pre-comps go into other pre-comps so it's a kind of a, a nested type of arrangement and uh it's hundreds of layers i've seen wow hundred that's a lot so um one thing that i i thought was pretty interesting is according according to the bureau of labor statistics 50 percent of multimedia animators are self-employed so you know working at home is is definitely something uh that that people uh if you're wanting to be self-employed, this this could be a pretty good uh, job for you. And not only that, is uh, the average uh, salary for computer animators is around seventy-three thousand bucks a year. Oh, that's great! Oh. Yeah, I was actually I was I was in, I was just recently reading about um, just getting into VFX, just VFX. Um, it's a it's a, a it's an above average paycheck, and you know they they're making. I think the median at the point in time I was looking was about sixty-three thousand. Um, and, and change. So yeah, a lot of people think that, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's, it's a little bit bigger than, or it's higher than the national average for basically all occupations. So, oh, that, you know, if, and I think if you specialize, you can always make a little bit more money. Some people are 3d generalists where other people, you know, focus in and specialize on one specific area of 3d. And that, I think that really brings in the higher paychecks. Yeah, for sure. And I know from my own personal experience, starting out as a 3D generalist and now focusing almost exclusively on on animation, um, I can definitely vouch for that. Well, you know, I think that's that's probably about it for now, um, everyone. You know, and we've tried to give you a good answer to the question that we started with, which is what were the different jobs available in creating CGI for films uh, and movies and games? And I hope we succeeded in doing that. 
Uh, we talked about the different types of you know skill sets that someone might need before thinking about getting into the business of uh, computer graphics. And we talked about uh, a lot of the different jobs that are available uh, and some of the background on those jobs, as well as giving you some of our tips and insights that uh, we've gained working in this business for, what, the last 20 years or so? Yep. Uh, and we hope we both entertained and informed you and have helped you make an informed decision if you're looking to make a decision. Uh, you know, it's something, something that uh, a lot of people would, I think, really like to get into. Yeah, and, and I know that we, we only touched the very, very surface. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours on this, um, going into, uh, you know, all the different types of jobs, you know, like forensic animation and, um, you, know, the, you know, basically historical recreations and things like that. So um, especially, you know, VR and AR. And uh, so we didn't even go into it or even touch that stuff. But uh, just to know, we, we, we've got a lot more to talk to uh, talk about in the next uh next iteration of our podcast and a future podcast as well you know uh, i know we had fun uh, with this subject and and we hope you guys at home uh, enjoyed our discussion and if we left some gaps which we obviously ha- you know have we've got yeah. a lot more to cover or if we said something that you know made you think of some additional questions please let us know yeah or if, uh, you, if we screwed up somehow <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, if we did, just go to Ask Us Anything uh, at the cgbros.com and look at the menu, uh, ask a, uh, the menu item for Ask Us Anything and ask your question there. Um, we'd be happy to answer, answer those. Um, we here at the CG Bros want to say thanks again for all your support as well. Um, we appreciate your comments and your, your uh, insights that you share with us. Um, and we'd ask you to please share this podcast with your friends. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button and be sure to ring the bell so that you'll be notified when we have, uh, uploaded a new video. And, um, we look forward to seeing you in next week's podcast where we'll be discussing the subject of, is there CGI in film that is so well done that it's undetectable? Oh, that's going to we'll be see good you then. See you then guys. Bye-bye. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, can you describe the different jobs that relate to creating a CGI film? Thanks for being with us. If you enjoyed our presentation, please hit the like button. And if you haven't yet subscribed, hit the subscribe button. To be notified about the next episode in this series, hit the notification bell. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast. Be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, are there examples of current CGI in film that are so well done that they are undetectable? See you next time.